Hi, it's Tony. On today's show, we'll talk with Wilbon to see if he's surprised by anything. We'll talk about the chaos in college football in those playoffs and those selections with Pat Forty. But first, commerce. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Previously on The Tony Kornheiser Show. And I think you're looking at the power of the player impact program has not worked. They want to get rid of that. Spieth was pretty critical of that as they're handing out $15 million to Rory, who finally overtook Tiger. But you're looking at the power of one individual 20 years past his prime is still dominating the sport. So we were talking about this yesterday before the PTI show, and it was suggested that uh, nobody wants Tiger to be in last place. So they went to Will Zalatoris and said, (laughs) you're going to have to have a bad day. Well, how bad? You shoot in the 80s for (laughs) us. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. So Tiger did not finish last, right? Tiger finished at even and was like 15th or 16th. He had a couple of really good nines over, uh, you know, rounds two and three. Yeah. There was five players in that in that tournament. If I told you they were playing, you would have never known because you didn't see them one time. Uh, they had to put Keegan eventually on TV because he had a really good round. Dude, Justin Rose was playing? No, I had no he idea. He lives there. I had no idea that he was playing, but yeah. I, but John Rahm wasn't playing. And what is the latest on John Rahm? Uh, this has been going on for a couple weeks. I think Brando was the first guy who shared his fears that Rahm would li- uh, li- leave for the Live Tour. Uh, and this just continues to, to be blown out of proportion, whether he stays or leaves. He uh, was committed to Tiger and Rory's TGL, then he backed out, which was before the Dome fell, which would have given him a very good cover for not wanting to play and uh, yeah, we'll see. I think the bigger the bigger news in golf beyond all this is uh, they're going forward with the, the golf ball rollback, which has a lot of people uh, up in arms as they're going to hit their 255-yard drive, 255-yard drives, because it really has no impact on amateurs at all. What? How all golf balls will be all rolled All golf back? balls. So there's this idea that we all want to play the same stuff, even though the driver that I might pick up from Golf Galaxy or Dick Sporting Goods has nothing in common with Rory's driver or Tiger's driver other than the name on the head cover because of shaft components and just frequency matching and, and what goes into the club building and testing and just uh, making sure everything is exactly to the standards that you want. You know, if you pick up a driver that's a certain degree, you want it to be that. So at my age, I'm down to, if I hit a good drive, 170 yards. The golf ball rollback will do nothing to affect your game it will not yeah so even right now the premium golf ball market often is is sort of 105 miles per hour and above which gets you to what i would say is is very good competitive high school golfers and you know the top women's players are above that threshold uh you know every every professional male at the pga tour level yeah you can't you can't get over that so um yeah most most of us have no idea how far we actually hit the ball okay so i shouldn't worry about it right, let's get back what to are they john offering rahm. john rahm allegedly 600 million dollars how do you say no to that 
I mean, honestly, how do you say no to that? And then you get back to Spieth, who's saying, it would, uh, he clearly is caught off guard. He goes, this would be not good for us. Right. All right. Let me go into football. Um, I watched the Reveal show. It's a really good show and uh, for the college football playoffs. And when I saw Texas at three, you know. I immediately thought Alabama was at four and that Florida State was going to get the boot. Um, I will just say this about Florida State. It's, it's the easy column to write. I'm not saying it's the lazy column. I'm saying it's the easy column to write that Florida State got hosed because it had never happened before that an undefeated team from a Power 5 conference wasn't in the playoffs. But everything happens first, you know, for, for the first time at some point. So don't, don't tell me that. There's an eye test here. The ACC is a mediocre football conference. It's a very good basketball conference. It's a mediocre football conference. If Florida State went into the SEC, they'd lose two to three games every single year. They would. And if they played Alabama five times this year, they'd lose four. And if you don't know that, you're not paying attention to college football. The SEC and the Big Ten are just better than the other conferences at the top. They're better. Florida State beat Clemson this year. Clemson wasn't any good this year. Florida State has the one good win over LSU. That's a good win. Um, But they lost their first string quarterback, and nobody in that room, nobody in that room thought that they could win the national championship. And everybody in that room remembered how terrible the game was last year between TCU and Georgia. It was terrible because they didn't think TCU could win the championship. So they weren't going to hand out charity to Florida State. Texas and Oak and Alabama are better. But if you want to get angry at anybody for this thing, if you want to, get angry at the guy who called the defense on the last play for Auburn against Alabama <laughs> that didn't go after Milrow at all, yeah. at all, and gave him the calmness to throw a 31-yard touchdown pass to win the game. That guy influenced the college playoff more than anybody else. That guy. When they cut the cut to the video feed of the kids from Florida State, that's heartbreaking. Yes. I mean, it's like the March Madness stuff times a thousand. I, I understand. I understand it's heartbreaking. But they lost their first string quarterback and they and and they persevered. There are only four teams allowed in. What's the line that everyone's been using? I mean, this comes back to the MVP debate every year, but you think it was like who's the most deserving? Is it deserving or best? best? Yeah. Is it deserving or best? If it's best, it's Alabama and Texas. If it's best, if it's best. Joe Flacco, 87 years old, <laughs> goes 23 of 44 for over 250 yards and two touchdowns. Now he throws a bad pick at the end of the game. He throws a deep ball that has no chance, really, and, and they lose the game. Cleveland loses the game. But is Joe Flacco elite? Uh, it was not elite in this game, but he was amazing. Sorry, I was making a reference to I know a, what he a, used a, to a say long, <laughs> yeah, long ago. He used to say, he <clears throat> often said he was an elite quarterback, and he wasn't an elite quarterback, but he was a good quarterback. He was the MVP of a Super Bowl. Sure. You know, I want to read one thing for you and tell you this is why, this is why I like Chuck Culpepper. The dateline is Las Vegas. To an East Coast child, you beam, this is a, a, a payon, as we like to say, to the Pac-12. To an East Coast child, you beam through the television as exotica, as a living being, downright mystical with your colors and your sunlight and your willingness to throw passes before others even bothered. 
You decorated New Year's Days with your representatives and your cleverness and your pizzazz and your habit of winning Rose Bowls. You became part of the American mindset, even to those 2,500 miles away. And even when 2,500 miles were longer than 2,500 miles are nowadays, you always looked like you had more fun and less fret. Now you're going to die with one final game on a Friday night in a spaceship NFL stadium near Egypt and Paris and Italian fountains and New York, New York. You will die, Pac-12 football, across the way from a sign shouting about the Blue Man Group, leaving plenty of blue men and women. You're dying 108 years after you hatched in a hotel in Portland, Oregon, and 55 years after you started dubbing yourself Pac, burrowing into our adult brains with Pac-8 and then Pac-12, Pac-10 and then Pac-12. You're dying of a common affliction known as television, and you're dying in part because of your own wonder, your peerless collection of college towns and metropolises and vistas and mountains and lakes and bays and evergreens and barking seals and cactuses. You always conducted your football theater in a region with more of a varied life than the rest of us, and maybe that is what killed you. People didn't sit down enough to watch you on television frequently enough. They were too busy hiking or whatever, so that television from elsewhere could come and pick you clean. That's why I like Chuck Culpepper. <laughs> That's why I put Chuck Culpepper on this show. Because he can write like that. All right? And others can't. And they can try from now until doomsday, and they can't. It's as simple as that. And in my life, growing up on the East Coast, in my life, California was the great lure, the great attraction, the great sun the great surf the great wave the great everything and i couldn't wait to get there you know i couldn't wait to drive three thousand miles to get there which andy and i my friend andy and i did in college one year um so slept, slept in the bathtub slept in my cousin nancy's bathtub yeah put a pillow in there it didn't didn't help <laughs> pillow didn't help didn't really help lived in berkeley california for a while not too long but that was the great attraction. And Chuck Culpepper writes the hell out of that. We'll be back with Michael Wilbon. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews or coverage of all the biggest stories in the nba our new show is the place to be five days a week download and follow beyond the arc on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you get your favorite podcasts you're listening to the tony kornheiser show all my life i've been following the bears pretty much since the injury to sayers Packers have had Hall of Fame QBs Even the Saints had Archie Manning and Drew Brees Ever since I was a kid I've sung this song And now perhaps you'd like to sing along It goes three and out, three and out Every season brings a new offensive drought Three and out, 
three and out. False start offensive holding, three yards and a grunt, followed by a 32-yard punt. <laughs> Twist and shout, three and out. Jack and Cannon, Virgil Carter, Bobby Douglas. Oh, the overthrows, the broken plays, the struggles. Where is Walter Payton? Don't you think it's strange that this was the team of Red Grange? Maybe this time some yards will be revealed, but there's an ineligible receiver down the field. <laughs> three and out, three and out. Every season brings a new offensive drought. Three and out, three and out. False start offensive holding, three yards and a grunt, followed by a 32-yard punt. Twist and shout, three and out. It's the brilliant Dan Byrne who wrote and recorded this in the Phoenix airport on a layover. <laughs> and it's just for you, Wilbon. Just for yeah, you. Yeah, great. Brilliant, brilliant song. All right, let's get to, let's start with the college stuff. You agree or disagree? You agree or disagree with the four? Um, I don't disagree. I, I Moments before they revealed it, uh, the guys on my, my primary text group um, said, okay, everybody give their four right now. And I think, I think the seven out of the eight of us gave the, the four yeah. in order. And so I, I feel bad for Florida State. Uh, I really do. And I don't feel anything for Florida State. I don't feel anything for anybody in Florida ever. But I, I kind of feel bad for the Seminoles in that I don't like this whole thing of you got people injured, therefore we're going to discount you. Because it ignores the history in this country of people who have... It, it ignores Lou Gehrig. It ignores Tom Brady. Oh, so somebody could have said, Michigan, we'll just, we'll, we're going to get rid of you. We're going to put you on a scrappy because you couldn't possibly have anybody coming into the game who's worthy enough for us to even see you. And so it would ignore a Tom Brady-led team because Tom Brady came off the bench in both places, Michigan and the New England Patriots. So I, I hate that. I hate the, 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 the message that it sends, that it says, you've persevered, you've won. You, you, you went out there and you had people injured and you still won. You got through it, but we discount you. It just, it's, it's, it's everything that's wrong with sport to say that. So I feel for them, and yet, if I was voting, I probably would have voted the same way. Yes, that's the exact question, and, and I understand everything you're saying, but I would then turn to you and say, what would you have done? Because I would have, I would have booted them. I would, and you know, not because of the second-string or third-string quarterback, just because I think if they were in the SEC, I think they'd lose two or three games this year, and I think yeah, Alabama's I, no. better. That's what I, I think. I, I, I don't care about that. That's not the, that's not the measure. Well, but is, because then, then don't have them. Then don't vote for them every week. They it, voted for them every week. Is the measure Florida State was in the top right, four every week? Is the measure best or deserving? Like that's what that's the question, right? But because they deserve is. it. I don't know what best is. And people say, just give me the four best. Kirk Herbstreit says that. I just want to say, I wanted to. Don't 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 tell me what I, I don't. Don't let me see what I wanted to do. Just give me the four best. What what is that? I don't know what that is. You so, put these people out there and you voted for them, whoever you are. Right. You voted for them every week based right. on the schedule they had and based on the conference they were in. You didn't, you didn't vote for Florida State Seventh because they were in the ACC every week. You voted for them. So, you know, I, I, 
I, I, I hated yesterday. I hated it. The other, the, the second four, Georgia, Florida State, Ohio State, and Oregon, did they, if you put them against the first four, it's even money that they'd win, right? It is. Okay. It's even money. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. This would be and the that, year for yeah. eight. I hate the idea of 12. I yeah, hate I it. Too. I hate 12. But eight. And, and most years, there aren't even eight. That's right. This year, there's eight. Yeah. This year, there's eight. All and right, this we, year, there's eight because there's no great team. There's no great. No I thought great. Georgia was great. I did. Yeah. And well, they weren't. And now, and now it's been revealed to you that Georgia isn't great. That's right. There's no great team. I agree yeah. with that. I totally agree with that. But you know who had a great night and you were there? The Northwestern Wildcats in basketball. Yeah. Tell people yeah. what that was like. Yeah, Tony. Um, you know, last year, Purdue got to number one in basketball in men's basketball, and they have this kid, Zach Eady, who is four at least, 7'4", seven, 7'5", seven, and he's not Wimbanyama. He's not a stick figure who can do wondrous things with a basketball. He's not. He's, he's George Mikan. He's enormous. You throw the ball into him, he does have great hands, and he can shoot it because he made, like, I don't know, 15 of 18 free throws, something like that. He has a nice touch, but Purdue is maybe flawed. Yeah. But so is everybody in college basketball, men's college basketball now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, last year, Northwestern beat Purdue when they were ranked number one. And then the schedule comes up again. Purdue is undefeated. They've got a couple of really good wins in Maui or wherever. And they're playing in Evanston again, ranked number one with this kid, Zach Eady, again. And so I said, you know, I'm going to this. I'm, I'm going to this. I mean, how often do you see it? We've had a couple of great wins in our lives as a men's basketball team. We beat Michigan a couple of years ago on a last-second play to get in the tournament. And we beat Magic Johnson when I was in school. And Magic and I remember every possession of that game. 45 years later, we remember it. And so I went to this game thinking, I'm worried, because Purdue has got to be angry. they got to be saying, we're number one again. We are not losing to these people. And I was told that was sort of the attitude of their players coming in. And so sitting there in the fourth row in my seats, I don't get to go very often to my own seats, my brother and I, we watched and we had a – the game was played at a March 15th level. It's that, it was that kind of game. And afterward, Tony, and we won the game. We, Zach Eady had something like, I don't know, 35 and 15, something like that. We could not – we couldn't even – our kid, one of our kids told me afterward, one of our guards, we couldn't even see around him yeah, he's when he set the screen. And, and, and Tony, he may not play on any level that matters to most people in the NFL, don't, in, in the NBA. Don't know. Don't know. Um, I, I, I consulted a couple of people who are friends of ours who scout the NBA for a living, and they said they don't know if he can play in the league either. But in college – He's seven five, about two hundred and seventy pounds. It looks like he's Asian American. He does remind you of Yao Ming. There's no getting around that when you watch him play. I think he's he Canadian. I think he's not Canadian. Is he not Canadian? He's Canadian. Yeah. Okay, so Canadian, Asian, Canadian. Yeah. He he does. You can't watch him from the center tip and not think, "Oh my God, they have no chance." And we beat Purdue again, and yeah. it took overtime. It was a wondrous game, and we stormed the floor. You should. 
And by we, I mean, yes, me at Good. 140 years old, I stormed the floor. Good. <laughs> this is what happened a couple of weeks ago when Penn beat Villanova. Yeah. yeah. You, that's what yeah. you do. That's was, what you and do. I, I talked to Matt Painter afterward. I, I just wanted to congratulate him, the coach of Purdue. To congratulate him. He was very gracious. He was very gracious. And so, Northwestern, we won. Chris Collins' team, we won this game. We beat this kid who's ranked number one in the country. And by the way, Purdue, Tony, is likely to be a one seed again. That's right. I think, the, you know, they're, so we're pretty good, and they're pretty good. And I don't know what to conclude other than that. But other than the game where we beat Magic Johnson in 1979, when, by the way, Magic Johnson and that team, Greg Kelser and Jay Vincent, they went on to do something called win the NCAA. That's right. They beat Larry Bird. Yeah. And I, I have not had as gratifying an experience. I was a freshman 47 years ago. I have not had an experience that gratifying until last until Friday night. That's wonderful. That's yeah. that's wonderful. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm glad for you that you were there. I'm glad. That's really yeah. good. Uh, 49ers. That was a beatdown. Concede the first quarter and then kill them. That's a beatdown, right? Tony, it, it was a beatdown. I think it could still wind up being good, very, a very good thing for the Eagles. Well, they're going to play them again. Well, we would think. Yeah, they got to go into the garage now and tinker. Yeah, they have to because they because they faced the best offensive team in the league and their defense was not up to it. That's at right. All. That's right. They didn't know what to do. They were clueless. They got four guys. San Francisco's got four guys: Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey and Samuel can beat you from any place on the floor. That's right. They'll they beat can you all over it. They and, and Purdy. You want to talk about amazing? Last pick in the draft. He's the MVP. Yeah. Well, I think Hertz is, but not after yesterday. No, no, not after his numbers yesterday. don't measure up to Hertz. I yeah. Hertz's numbers don't measure up to, to, to his. Now, he lost three in a row he at did. some point. So we got to consider that. But uh, I, 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 I want to see that again. I, yeah. I want to run it back. And they have a coach, San Francisco. Most people don't have a coach. Most teams in the NFL don't have a coach. They do. They have one. And so, yeah, I want to see them. I, I just There's four teams in the NFC. We've already identified them. Detroit's the least of the four. Dallas is the third. And it's San Francisco, Philly, Philly, San Francisco. That's right. I want to see it again. But that was, that was what yesterday was about. Nothing else yesterday. No. Nope. They, they mattered in terms of seeding and where people but But that's the game. And wow, that was a wow. The only other thing was like I was – it's a bad interception at the end of the game for Flacco. It's a bad interception, but yes. I was happy for Flacco to get out there and be good. He was good. Yeah, because he's 140 years old. That's right, and he was good. But, but and I'm glad Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns wear those uniforms now every week, it seems, because they, they're real adult NFL uniforms, and it's not some team wearing black because the marketing people told them to. But I, I, I was amazed at the 49ers. Yeah, they and were I, really I good. I think it underscores both how, how, how really good the 49ers can be for a season, and how like putrid a bunch of other teams are. There's a lot of bad teams out there, and they, and yeah. what most of them have in common is they've lost their first string quarterback. What most of them? Well, they, 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 Tony, yes, that's either that or how badly coached they are. Yeah, because they're doing weird things during the game where they don't have discipline, 
or there's something so flawed about them that just makes me say, okay, I don't, I don't believe in them. Right. But I don't. I'm not going to say that about this about the about the Eagles. No, the Eagles. I have still believe in the Eagles. They got tattooed yesterday. That happens. And so get up off the floor. You take your standing eight count, and then let's go. Let's see what you got. All righty. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right, Tom. Michael Wilbon, boys and girls, will take a break. Pat Forty will join us, and we'll do the deep dive into college football. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is sent to us by Ray Ficka of Arlington, Virginia. Does vocals and occasional tambourine for the group The Bedrocks. This is his band. A Greatest Hits album is coming out in 2024. This is a song called Lady Blue by The Bedrocks. We played their stuff before. We have. We like them. We played a lot of people's stuff. (laughs) We're pretty good at that. Yeah. Michael, if people like The Bedrocks want to send in their original music, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at tonycornizershow.com. And they play in... Pat Forty. Okay, so this is your beat, college sports. The first question is, and I'll give you the first two questions. The first question is, do you agree or disagree on the four? And the second question is, is it best or deserving? Because that's where we can get into nuance. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, I disagree with the four. I think Florida State should have been in. Um, I mean, somebody was going to get a bad deal out of this. Right. Whether it was them, whether it was Alabama. Uh, but I think Florida State should have been in there. I think they made a decision based on watching a game Saturday with a quarterback who's not going to play in the playoffs. That's right. And the second string guy is going to play. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Is it best or deserving? It is best. I heard those words out of Mike Slive's mouth in person when they first put this playoff into existence in a hotel, some swanky hotel somewhere, and he said four best teams, and then that was echoed by Bill Hancock and the other people with the playoff, uh, which does create nuance. Yes. Um, you know, and then, but that that is very much more, I think, just eye of the beholder than resume test. I would, I mean, if it was me, um, I would argue that if that the ACC is an inferior football conference and that if Florida State, particularly this year where Clemson wasn't very good, if Florida State played in the SEC, they would lose at least two, probably three games, and that Alabama would beat them four out of five. But I will bow to you on this because you watch this more closely than I do. Well, I mean, in most years, I would definitely agree with you. But are we sure the SEC was really that good this year? They were 7-9 and nine against Power 5 Conference competition. Back in September, there was a lot of talk about how disappointing the That's SEC right. was because they kept losing games to people in uh, non-conference play. They were 4-6 and six against the ACC. Florida State beat LSU by more points than Alabama beat LSU. Mm-hmm. And Florida State beat Florida 
uh, on the road in a rivalry game by nine points with their backup quarterback. So most years there's no doubt the SEC is a better conference, but I think this year the SEC got a pass, got a benefit of the doubt based on past performance. Did you, on Saturday morning, did you expect these four or did you expect Florida State? Uh I think I expected Florida State just because I thought that there was no way they're leaving an undefeated conference champion out Mm -hmm. from a Power 5 league. So I was surprised when it came up with uh, the Alabama logo there as the fourth team. Again, like it was a really hard decision, and somebody who was going to feel they deserved to be in was going to be out. But I did think Florida State was going to be in. So when I saw the reveal, when I saw that Texas was three, I immediately thought uh, that Alabama was four. Because I don't think you can separate them. And not only that, I think they should be playing in the first round. I mean, I'd like to see them. Because I honestly, Pat, I honestly think that both undefeateds are going out. I do. What do you think? Do you? Uh, I'm actually, I'm picking the undefeateds to advance. I I think they're going to, I think both Michigan and Washington will win uh, their semifinals. Um but who knows? I mean, you know, we'll see. They're good. They should both be really good games. As bad as I feel for Florida State being out and, you know, the way things kind of came down, they, these are going to be fantastic semifinals. Uh, I, they, you know, the spreads are, from Vegas are close on both, and they yes. should be. Yes. Uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot separating these teams. And that's where I think there were at least five, maybe six teams that could have won the national championship which is why having a 14 playoff is dumb. Yeah, but having a 12 team playoff is worse. It's too much. Mm. 8 8 8 is the 8 is the okay. this year 8 is the right thing. 12 is idiotic. It's just idiotic. 8 would be good. I I'm I'm fine with 12. I am. I, um, I think 12 is going to be great. I said this earlier in the show and I'll probably say it again on PTI if I remember, but if if anybody's angry at this, the person they should blame is the defensive coordinator at Auburn to be so stupid to, on the last play of the game, not try and get the quarterback. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. I mean, what uh, that – first of all, Auburn had to fumble a punt to give them the chance to have that possession, to throw a fourth and 31 with two people rushing the passer, one person just standing around eating popcorn in the middle of the field, and then eight people failing to cover the end yeah, zone. Yeah. So yes, I agree with you. That I mean, and that's you know that's part of the the fascinating, beguiling nature of this sport is it comes down to things like that. But at the same time, that's also the kind of thing you know that again, like that never counted against Alabama. It's like yeah, rivalry game. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Florida State had a rivalry game against Florida and won by nine. But if I say, oh, I don't know, they don't have their quarterback. So you know, it gets very squishy. Do you think Harbaugh is staying at Michigan? Do you think he'll leave no matter what? I, if I had to, if you, if I had to guess, and it would be nothing but a guess at this point, I think he's leaving. I think he's going back to the NFL. I think this is the end of the run, and I think a lot of people may suspect that. And it's like, let's just get as much out of this season as we can, and when it's over, the the Harbaugh era is mm. over with it. Again, that is speculation. That's not informed by anything but that just it just feels like this has gotten very heavy and the consequences are coming and the consequences could be significant in 2024 all right i will switch gears and talk about your employer um i know that you are a real person 
and you write <laughs> under your real name and you have your own background and not like everybody at Sports Illustrated at this point. But um, that's a big news story, but I'm going to let that one go because you and I feel exactly the same about that. There's nowhere to go <laughs> yeah. on that. Uh, yeah. Dion is Sportsman of the Year. Um, why? Uh, that was largely because of simply being a, a agent of change disruptor um, and the energy that he plugged into the sport in September. Uh, you can, you and everyone else, and to a degree myself, could say, well, what happened after September? Right. Um, you know, I, I didn't vote on this. I didn't make the decision. But you can, I can see a reason why he's a very compelling sports person of the year. And I could see, I understand people saying, this is ridiculous. So I, I get it. But if you go back and look, Dion made you watch made you think, made you take sides, you're with him or you're against him. Like the, the television viewing numbers for, for September for them. Enormous. Incredible. I believe still five of the, before the least championship weekend, five of the 15 most watched games this year were Colorado football, which is preposterous. And, you know, he just approached his job so completely differently. Um, whether it was just the way he, the transfer portal and the way he recruited, but then also just the way he interacted with players, media, fans, everything. It's just like this is a completely new way to coach football at the highest level. So I think that's some of what went into it. But again, everyone is free to look at it and think what they think. Well, my position was that if I wanted to defend it, I would say he had incredible impact over two full months and he gave people hope who had no hope before about watching and getting involved in college football. And yeah, he sunk at the end, which makes a lot of people happy. And, and, and that is still true. But I would say, okay, if you don't want him, who do you want? And I went through this on, on PTI. You had um, a baseball. You had Texas winning the baseball. You want to give it to Boshi? You think he's going to sell a lot of magazines? I, I don't know. You had Kansas City winning again they've won before in the super bowl you had um who won and i don't even remember who won in basketball Jokic, denver won there was no blockbuster out there to me if if otani doesn't get hurt and otani pitches and hits then you can easily give it to otani the other thing you can give it to because you you can do concept you can give it to transfer portal and the complete dissolution of conferences as we've known them for a hundred years but in the absence of that which is a think piece in the absence of that Dion made as much sense to me as anyone because there was nobody where you would say that person is compelling right pat uh you nailed it you yeah. nailed it completely i think that uh in terms of the who is the who, who do you put on the cover of the magazine it gets really difficult yeah and so you know this was a different year and so I think for that reason, yeah, Dion, why not? You know, and hey, I had fun writing the story, 4,000 words, and 30 minutes with Dion is like two hours with a normal coach. Sure. So, <laughs> sure. You know, plenty of material. Uh, and there, you know, a lot of things people said. So it was, that was good. And as a conversation piece, well, you got a lot of people con conversing, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a fabulous self promoter. I mean, he's just fabulous at it. And, and, uh, yeah, to me, it's 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 okay because most of the you know most of the time you know who it's going to be. 
most of the time there's some dominant thing or you get out of the Olympics or the World Cup. You know what I mean? You can you can predict this. This year, I I would say to you, give me another person. Give me. Did you think of another person? Who would it be? Boshi? I, but he's yeah, I, I, I yeah. thought Jokic, actually. Yeah. The Nuggets. Um, you know, but I, and again, I wasn't privy to all the discussions and everything. And I mean, there was some talk about, um, I think about Messi and. Yeah, I can see somebody, that. Yeah, somebody even proffered like Spanish women's soccer. Spanish women's soccer is not going to sell a lot of magazines in America. No. I can tell you that. No. No, and, and what you also have, Sports Illustrated is a uniquely American magazine, and the people you're mentioning are not from the United States of America. Right. And, and people Absolutely. may sit in a room and go, are they going to sell a magazine? Is that going to work for us? I don't I mean, because mm-hmm. it's a business. It's a business. All right, plug your podcast for us. Okay, College Football Inquirer. Boy, we had a, a rip-snorting episode yesterday. I imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Three a week, we're still got it going. Uh, Yahoo Sports with Dan Wetzel and Ross Dellinger. Thank you, Pat. Talk soon. All right. Thanks, Tony. Pat Forty, boys and girls. We'll take a break. Email and jingle when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. Missouri Marching Band. Such a fabulous thing that they did for us. Really They is. had a really good football year this year. Oh, they, did they? They finished in the top 10 or 12 or something like that. They had a real good year. Want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad for us, please? Yes, Bethesda Bagels. We love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in, my friend, and you will be thrilled. Let's get the sandwiches right, kids. <clears throat> That's going to do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say... When you were a child, you were treated kind, but you were never brought up right. You were always spoiled with a thousand toys, and still you cried all night. Your mother, who neglected you, was a million dollars tax, and your father still perfecting ways of making seal and wax. You better stop and look around. Here comes your 19th nervous breakdown. Michael Philip Jagger and the rest of the Rolling Stones. Thanks to our guests today, <clears throat> Michael Wilbon, Pat Forty. Thanks as well to today's sponsors. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or to see if you listen to the show on Apple, please leave us a review. I drink water to stop coughing. That's good. Nice water break. Here we go. Thanks for sharing. Doug Harrison from Oklahoma City, who signs this Spartan for Life, says you have a free gift coming your way. On December 21st, you will receive a late Hanukkah, early Christmas present. That's when Tom Izzo's Michigan State basketball team is going to crush and beat like a drum those little pipsqueaks from Stony Brook. <laughs> Enjoy, my friend. Enjoy. <laughs> I do I like that. Spartan for life. Uh, Tamara from Springfield. Tony, I never asked you if I could be the official biggest Bronco fan of the Tony Corners show, so I'm asking. Of course. It's done. Of course. Yes. You know, Broncos had a bad day yesterday. They yeah. lost to Houston. I thought they were going to win that game. I did. Brandon Borzelli, Lebanon, New Jersey. So Barry Manilow's bandstand boogie ran from 1977 to 1987. That's interesting because 1987 is when he was finally escorted to the border for flexing too much on an up-and-coming reporter in the early 1970s. That's karma for you. From Andrew Chatsky, um, who writes, 
uh, loyal-ish little here in that I love the show, but I don't get to listen to it as much as I would like. I'm a diplomat, currently living in the D.C. area between posts, and I have two boys, one and two years old. Um, my wife, oh, it, this is a religious thing. Okay. My wife's family wanted to baptize the boys. I was uneasy with the idea. My wife said it was only fair if they have gotten some Judaism for them to get some Christianity for the rest of the family as well. Relented and agreed after she suggested we would have it done at a small church in rural Maryland where his dad, my would-be father-in-law, he died before I met her, is buried. This felt fair, but I remained uneasy, right or wrong. When we got to the church, the pastor seemed nice, reassured me this wasn't a formal induction. Boys can still choose what or whether they believe when they're older. I sat through the service, which as turns out was about some part of Romans. I admit I wasn't paying much attention that the pastor likened to PTI because there's a rundown on the side of the screen listing all the items to be dealt with in order. And apparently that was the essential purpose of this part of the book of Romans. Both part the interruption as well as the names Cornage and Wilbon were mentioned at various points. When we left, I took a picture of the church marquee. I assume there's a name for this other than marquee, but I'm enough of a religious novice that I have no idea what it is, where it said worship at 10 a.m., pardon the interruption, all welcome. Wow. How about that? The picture is attached for you. I didn't expect that story to take that turn. I thought rural was going to come back at the end. Wow. That's really nice. Wow. Uh, haiku. Shed. A fine line between quarter of a sandwich and a half of a half. That was from last week. Was I hung up on that at some point? I believe point? you were. Half from Hal Grossman, Hazlitt, New Jersey. Your Chessie bagel story reminds me of my cousin's dog, Shana. 15-pound Lhasa Apso. One morning, my mom had coffee and a bagel laid out on the kitchen table. She got up to go to the bathroom. When she came back, Tiny Shana was standing on the table drinking her coffee. The dog had jumped up on one chair to another and sat on the table. She ate half of the bagel, then started washing it down with a cup of light and sweet morning joe. Thanks for helping me rekindle old memories. Gotta like that. I got the big one. From Steve the Sycophant, your tale of Chessie snatching your sandwich off the counter. Remind me of a long ago Thanksgiving. We left the dinner table to watch football and... Gab before the pies were rolled out. Unknown to me, my dog Sam, who eats purple flowers, <laughs> half beagle, half Lord knows what, although he appeared to be a Sheltie mix, decided to reconnoiter in the dining room. I walked back in to pick up the plates, and there was Sam standing on the table with his muzzle in the turkey. I don't know who was more surprised, but if ever a dog had a look of guilt on his face, <laughs> Sam qualified. And I let, as I let out a roar of rage, Sam leaped off the table, hit the ground running, skidded through the kitchen, and fled down the stairs to the basement. I was several steps behind, and by the time I had cornered him, I realized there wasn't much I could do. I just yelled, bad dog, a couple of times, went back upstairs to tell the gathered family what had happened. Realizing several days of leftover turkey, including delicious turkey sandwiches, was at stake, I said, Sam was trying to get up on the table. <laughs> now that this incident is over 40 years in the past, and since my darling wife never ever listens to your podcast, I have no fear of telling the story. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Um, Brian Poole, Bethel, Washington, Washington State. FYI, the Barbara Streisand audio book is 48 hours long. That's a commitment, isn't it? Wow. While I'm on, I'd like to be named the official PNW alcohol enthusiast of the Tony Kornheiser show. I can't wait to put it on my business cards and challenge Duska for the coolest work title. 48 <laughs> hours long. Reese Knott in Chilly Linden. London, rather. Calm down, Orange Man. Emma Hayes is one of the two best coaches in soccer. She won six league titles, five FA Cups, Two league cups and a community shield. If she doesn't rock up and win Olympic gold with the talent the U.S. women's national team have at their disposal, even Wilbon will be surprised. P.S. I'm not a Chelsea fan. In fact, I detest them, but Emma Hayes is absolutely amazing. My point on Emma Hayes is, and I'm glad she's amazing, but she's showing up a little bit late. If she's not available, yeah, she's not available. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, if she shows up at the Olympics pretty much like the day the Olympics start, yeah. 
I don't know. Uh, what's everybody's name? <laughs> Jeff Barger, Hillsborough, North Carolina. If we're still doing worse songs, my su- humbly submit in the year 25. Yeah, we've done that. Yes. By Zager and Evans. Three minutes, 15 seconds during which I pondered how I could leap from my family's seatbelt-less station wagon so I wouldn't have to listen to it. Jonathan Bailey, I was listening to a podcast of PTI. I had my first David Aldridge moment. You mentioned Kentucky's very important win over Texas A&M Commerce. I thought, hey, I know that university. I graduated from there. You did wonder why they didn't call it business, but rather commerce. Alas, it is not a business school, but rather a college formerly known as East Texas State University before TAMU came through with its money, Texas A&MU, even though the story is a bit more complex. The name comes from the town in which it is located, Commerce, Texas, a small northeast a small town northeast of Dallas, about an hour south of Oklahoma. Anyway, thanks for the laugh you provided over the years. Mickey Mantle, I believe, is from Commerce, Oklahoma. Oh, really? I believe that. I, I believe you can look that. that up and I'd be right. From Carla Corrado. Ken, Barbie's boy toy, did not make the Toy Hall of Fame this year. However, Cabbage Patch Kids did. Steerly, clearly a stolen election. Why in heaven's name would an institution include that roundhead patch kid and not the stunning beach-ready Ken? I think we need a snack off of sports talking head style competition here. Beach off. Thank you, Carla. So he was born in Spavanaugh, Oklahoma. He's not from Commerce? But one of his nicknames, oh, when he was four, he moved to, yeah, Commerce, Commerce. yeah. The the Commerce Comet. Yeah, that's where he grew up. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. But I still need a bit of milk, full full fat, fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. Following the Bears Pretty much since the injury to Sayers The Packers have had Hall of Fame QBs Even the Saints had Archie Manning and Drew Brees Ever since I was a kid I've sung this song And now perhaps you'd like to sing along It goes three and out Three and out Every season brings a new offensive drought Three and out Three and out False start offensive holding Three yards and a grunt Followed by a 32-yard punt, twist and shout, three and out. Jack and Cannon, Virgil Carter, Bobby Douglas. Oh, the overthrows, the broken plays, the struggles. Where is Walter Payton? Don't you think it's strange that this was the team of Red Grange? Maybe this time some yards will be revealed, but there's an ineligible receiver down the field. Three and out, three and out. Every season brings a new offensive drought. Three and out, three and out. False start offensive holding, three yards and a grunt. Followed by a 32-yard punt. Twist and shout, three and out. Sorry. 
crying day We were so young We just felt that our lives Would just slip in away 